Tappers, what's up? It is the Friday edition of the Daily Tap. Happy Friday to you and yours. We are here. We are at the end of the road with football. Super Bowl on Sunday. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. The rating is going to be crazy. The game should be good. I think everybody is excited for it. I will say that it is a different Super Bowl because of COVID, and I think the hype isn't as where it's been in years past, but actually, that might be okay. So we're going to talk about the betting angles, of course. In the last edition of the year of Should I Bet My Team, we don't really have a team here. We have Should I Bet the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about all the different angles. We're going to talk about what I'm looking at. How I'm thinking about this game, my approach heading into this, if you're kind of a novice better, if you're like, I'm just getting into this, you know, today or this weekend, Godspeed. Um, I wish you not to be someone who thinks that they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to break even for the day. looks good. And then the nuggets just fall apart in the third quarter, but whatever, that's here nor there. So we'll talk about that. We'll also introduce the Wisconsin Sports Weekend Preview. Um, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Wisconsin Weekend Preview. Basically sort of a a view as to what we're looking forward to this weekend in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, We'll talk about college hoops. We'll talk a little bit about NBA. Uh, So that kind of will be the show. And that the Wisconsin Sports Weekend will be something that we will have uh, moving forward. Um, Definitely, we'll talk betting angles here and there, but it's not going to be as big of a show for Friday. So let's waste no more time. Let's get into the Super Bowl. So we have the two teams, the Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs, playing on Sunday. They're playing for the right for Super Bowl 55. Either Tom Brady gets his seventh ring or Patrick Mahomes wins back-to-back Super Bowls. It's crazy to think that Patrick Mahomes could win back-to-back Super Bowls and would obviously put him in a conversation with Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and other greats. And you don't see that often. You don't see teams get back there. This is the first time a team has been back to the Super Bowl back-to-back years since the Patriots did it in the mid-2000s. So it's been a long time. That's not to say the Kansas City Chiefs can't win this game. Um, they are def- they are three-point favorite. The over-under is 56 for those playing at home. So we're going to start talking about the spread. We'll get into some props. We'll get into all the things that I'm thinking about with this game as of today. Now, my mind could change. You might have heard me on the podcast two Fridays ago where I said I thought I was going to bet the Bills. I really like the Bills and everything like that. I would add on two day because obviously I bet the Packers. But I ended up betting the Chiefs. And I ended up betting the Chiefs and I felt really good about it. I wish I would have even felt better. I kind of wish I would have bet what I did for the Packers on what I bet bet for the Chiefs. Because at the end, Peter Schrager of, with Bill Simmons had the point of like, you bet on the Chiefs because they're the Chiefs. And you bet on the Bills that because you think they're ready to go right now. You don't bet on the Bills if you think they're one year away. And I've been telling people that the Bills kind of reminded me of the Milwaukee Bucks of the MB of the NFL, where they just seemed like this young, fun team that isn't quite there yet to win a championship game. So that's why I bet the Chiefs, and that was a good one. 
So you can ask yourself, Charlie, are you going to be betting the Chiefs again? I am not. I'm going to be betting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And here's why. It has nothing really to do with Tom Brady. I'll I'll be honest, like betting, it's either way you feel fucked, right? Either you feel like, wow, I bet against Patrick Mahomes or I bet against Tom Brady. It's not a good feeling either way. I think there are some people who will opt out of betting the spread or betting the money line. I think they will just say, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to bet props. I'm going to hang out. I don't, maybe I'll live bet. Maybe the Patriots get, or Patriots, I, all of a sudden it snuck in there. I, I nearly said it earlier and it came out. I apologize. Uh, the, the Buccaneers get down early and maybe you take a live line or the Chiefs get down early and maybe, and that's what you do. And you kind of wait and you lurk. I'm not a live better. I hate live betting actually. We can do that for another time. That I think also too, we could do a Friday segment of betting stories because I have actually a lot of them through I think this will be my third Super Bowl now that I've been betting on. So that that is a small amount compared to the other people who talk about betting on the variety of of placements. But I but from what I remember, I've done all right Super Bowl wise. I was pretty good in the New England game, the New England Rams game. I was all over New England. I believe I broke even that day, if I can remember correctly. I think last year. It was right around the same, maybe a little bit better. I really liked Kansas City. And you do lose a lot of money with the props. And so you got to make sure you're not out of control there. But I do really like Tampa Bay in this game. And it sounds stupid. And like I said, it's not a Tom Brady thing. It is a, I like their defense. And I think their defensive line and their front seven is going to be a real factor against the Kansas City makeshift offensive line. Not enough's really being talked about that offensive line. I think that people are getting lost in Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You heard like that the Chiefs are locked in. You hear that the Chiefs are like ready to go. They're practicing so well. All this different shit. And it, yeah, that's cool. But at the same time, you look at this offensive line against the Buccaneers defense and I get that Patrick Mahomes is kind of Superman, and I get that he can scramble a little bit more than Aaron Rodgers, but it can also force Patrick Mahomes into making some dumb decisions. And Patrick Mahomes is a gunslinger, and Patrick Mahomes can throw interceptions. And I just see this game as being low scoring, and I see the Buccaneers winning it with their defense. And I think their defense is going to matter in this football game, more so than I think people are... People are thinking it's going to be a shootout. I mean, it's the point spreads or the over-under is 56, and I like the under there. So, like, I don't necessarily like to triple bet. And when I say triple bet, I mean spread money line over-under. But I really do think there's a case to bet the bet the three because I think it can get right there. Like, even if the Chiefs win the game, I could see it being a three-point game. Everybody pushes. Nobody's happy. But at least you have that push. I think the money line's there because I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I I think if you're going to bet Tampa Bay with the spread, you might as well bet the money line. Like, there's no reason you shouldn't bet the money line. Maybe you just bet the money line. You think, I think Tampa Bay is going to win. All right, take it at plus 140 and don't even think about it. The over-under, yeah, it's 56, but the Chiefs have not really been an over-team 
in the last few weeks before before the Buffalo game. I mean, it was under against Cleveland. Tampa Bay it was an under team in a lot of different scenarios. I don't see this as a shootout. I just don't. I, I really have a hard time seeing this game go back and forth, being like be like the New England Philly Super Bowl where it just there was no defense allowed at all. I doubt that's going to happen in this game. I really think this is going to be more low scoring. So now you know how I stand on the the game. And when you have a stance, like I think if you're going to be betting props, like you should at least vision in your head how this game's going to go. Yeah, now you might disagree with me. You may be like, Charlie, I think Kansas City's going to win by 10 points. I think that it's going to be a high scoring game and all this stuff. So what I would say about that vision, after you have that vision, that then you can start looking at props and you can start looking at things to say, wow, this really makes a lot of sense. And you can develop props that are basically based on how you see this game going. And if the game flows in that direction, you're going to make a lot of fucking money. Now, what I'd caveat there, I've used caveat a lot, like in podcasts, personal life, whatever. But I will caveat and say, you at least want the other side too. You at least want to like give yourself a reprieve and not go all in on one and not anchor in the the Buccaneers or the Chiefs and then lose all your money and be like, why did that happen? You got to diversify a little bit in the prop game in case that your vision is not at all what's going to happen. So let's get into some props that I like. I mean, I think the prop bet stuff is almost overrated. It not and like I'm not like an ex, in, experienced better, but I just feel like it's kind of jumped the shark. I feel like everybody's like, "Whoa, what prop bet do you like?" Yada yada. It's like, oh fuck off. Like, you know what? Like, I don't necessarily need like all of the over the top betting stuff. I get it. Like people bet you want you're in. It's legal in new states. You're pro- promoting it. But man, it's just a little unnecessary. Oh, I did want to cover a few more point things, by the way. And this goes back to the theory of the vision. So it's okay. Our first quarter Murph bet, in my opinion, I haven't asked first quarter Murph. I know first quarter Murph's on the Chiefs, so he's probably going to disagree with me. But I like Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay at the uh, minus, or it's like a, it's minus 130. So there's a little bit of juice on there. I also like minus 10 and a half total points in the first quarter. I think though that is also a very nice play. Uh, if you were going to make some first quarter bets, I also like the chiefs under first half points. Again, that's juiced up. It's at 135, but 14 and a half. Um, the chiefs have been notorious slow starters. And I think you can take advantage of that there. Some props that I like. Um, I like Patrick Mahomes over in rushing yards. I know there are a lot of people who are banging the under on that last year. Um, the infamous kneel down where I actually had Mahomes under and hit that. And that was incredible. That was an incredible uh, win for me. Uh, but I am going to be betting the over based on the the sack attack of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just expect you're going to see Mahomes running a lot. So that's why I'm taking him over in the rushing yards. Uh, There was some really good research done about how much 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have struggled against number two receivers. Therefore, Sammy Watkins' longest reception, 17 and a half yards, I think is a really, really good one um, and one to take an eye on. Unfortunately, Bovada does not have a lot of these props. Had to go kind of bouncing around the internet to see what other people liked or what other props are out there. Um, So I apologize for not having as many uh, ones that I like in those categories, but I have a lot of other different ones. So for MVP odds, for those curious, I have JPP as I believe he is, is he 700 to one or is he 70 to one? I, he can't be 700 to one. That That's excessive. That just feels too much. Let me see here. Exciting radio. Get it, get it, get it. But yeah, I like JPP's MVP odds. Again, that plays into the the defense wrecks this game and makes them a factor. And let's say JPP forces two fumbles on uh, Patrick Mahomes, and then he maybe gets an interception. I, I, Shaq Barrett has better odds than JPP. I think he's at fifty five to one. But yeah, I, I I like the JPP odds. I think the JPP odds are great for an MVP winner. Yeah, it's seventy to one. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's 70 to 1. It's not bad though, right? It's a nice little profit if you uh, throw a couple shekels on on that. I also like Tyreek Hill for MVP. Now, again, if if I'm wrong and the Chiefs win this game, I think that Tyreek Hill will win the MVP because I don't think the the secondary for Tampa can hold down Tyreek Hill. Now, will the NFL actually give the award to Tyreek Hill? That's my only thing. Like, I don't know if I want to waste money on Tyreek Hill. So hear me out on this. Tyreek Hill has a checkered history. And I don't know if the NFL would actually give him the MVP award. Like, I I don't know if they would. I I really don't. That's kind of like a, a stay woke there for you. Other props that I like. First team shown. I'm going Tampa Bay. They're going to show Brady over Mahomes. They'll start with Brady. They'll pan to Mahomes. Old versus new. It's minus 120. It's not a bad bet. Any scoring drive will take longer than the national anthem is at plus 190 for no. That would mean that you would need to drive less than two minutes likely. I love that. I love that prop. I think that's a really nice prop. It's at 190, juiced up. Um, it basically you lose if if Mahomes or or Brady hits a big pass and then you're screwed. But who knows? I think that's not bad at plus one ninety. What will happen first? A sack or touchdown? Uh, sack is plus one ten. Again, if you think that the defense is gonna wreck shit for Tampa Bay, that works in with your vision, and that's why you bet the sack there over the touchdown. Combined sacks, which is three and a half, which seems so low. That probably is my favorite prop that we have going on right now. I would hammer that over. It has went over in the last, I think, three or four Super Bowls. Um, Circus Sports had a nice little prop sheet. That I would, I mean, that to me, I think is my favorite prop. If I was doing a radio hit and they were like, Charlie, what's your favorite prop? I'd say combined quarterback sacks because that would be great. Uh, first TD score, I called it two weeks ago with Marquez Valdez-Scantling at plus 900. I'm doing the same thing with Nicole Harbin. 
It is literally the exact same concept. Nicole Hartman, nine, plus 900 for the first Chiefs touchdown. I think it's worth the dart. I think it's worth going after. Cameron Brait, first touchdown scorer for Tampa Bay at plus 12, or he's 12 to 1. I love that. I think that's a nice one. I don't really like the guys who are the ones you expect, the Mike Evans, the Chris Godwins, the Ronald Jones of the world, because their odds are a little juiced. I like getting a guy at Brait's number where you can make something happen with a little bit of cheese. Two or more touchdowns, Tyreek Hill plus 350. Don't hate that. Again, it's that caveat if your vision doesn't go right. Your vision goes off the rails. He was so good in that first game. I don't know what Tampa can do to fix what Tyreek Hill did to them. Longest touchdown over 45 and a half. I think that's great. I think that's a great value too, just based on how Tampa has struggled in terms of stopping the deep ball, I think that's a good bet. I like the shortest touchdown under one and a half. Another bet that that's cashed many a years in a row. Tom Brady sneak. I guess if you're going to do that, if you want to p- kind of go off that vision, maybe you go and get a Tom Brady anytime TD prop just to have it. Um, and these Watkins anytime TD with how bad the Buccaneers have been against number two receivers, I I think you got to grab that. I think that's a that's a grab to have. So those are what the props I like. Will I come up with other props? Will I probably bet the national anthem? Will I probably maybe bet if bet the Gatorade color? Who knows? Um, you you just never know when you're you're in the mix when you're in it. In and I think I'll probably do it a lot in the morning. So I'll kind of just set it and forget it. And then um, I'm sure by 5 o'clock, I'll add a couple more. We'll see. But that that is my angle. Um, I am on the Buccaneers. I don't know if I will be rooting for the Buccaneers. I probably will because that's why I bet them. But I, um, I'll, feel, I'll feel dirty. I'll feel weird, right? I don't know. I Tom Brady has owned the Chiefs in his career. And I don't know if it's stopping on Sunday. All right, let's go to Wisconsin Sports Weekend. This is highlighting the games this weekend. Maybe you have a little more time. Maybe, you know, you're not trying to watch the latest and greatest uh, Netflix show with the wife or the girlfriend, and you got a little time. Or maybe the opposite, your boyfriend, not a sports fan, and you just want to sit down and watch whatever's on TV, whatever sports Wisconsin-wise is on TV. So Friday and Saturday night, we have Bucks calves uh, Bucks are a 10.5-point favorite. A little high at Cleveland, although the Bucks have been murdering everybody. Definitely a team to throw in a money line parlay for sure, though. Uh, at minus six hundred, just find a couple other other teams you like. But yeah, I, I think for the Bucks, I, I said it yesterday, but it bears repeating. I think the big thing to watch in that weekend series is how Giannis's post moves do against uh, Andre Drummond and Jared Allen, and if Giannis can figure out. How to dominate those two guys? I think we got a real story on our hands. The Cavaliers, I, I think, have, were scrappy. I don't know how scrappy they are right now. Uh, losers of five of seven. They've been getting beat pretty bad by good teams. Boston beat them, I think, by thirty. Uh, the Clippers beat them by over over twenty points. The Lakers they hung with, but the Lakers pulled away and won pretty comfortably. 
So I look at that game and I'm just like, I, the Bucks should not lose this one. And I think it would be a step back if they were to go on the road and lose. But I think it's really important they get off to a fast start and just keep it going. And don't come out lame just because you had two great games and the headlines are starting to turn in your favor. Um, I... I think it's not the time for a what-the-fuck game. Now, they're on the road for nine days, so you're going to see some losses in there. It's it's unreasonable to think that the Bucks will not lose a game there. Just get off on the right foot, I think, is all that anyone is asking. As for college, you have both Marquette and Wisconsin in action on Saturday. Starting with Wisconsin, they play Illinois. Big matchup for the Badgers. It is at home. It is the start of what I've called the Big Ten gauntlet for Wisconsin, where they are basically playing nothing but top 25 Ken Palm teams for the rest of the season. Illinois game is away. Pardon me for that. So they play, and I've ran through this before, but here's the Badgers schedule for the rest of the season. Illinois, number five in Ken Palm. Nebraska, 122. Michigan, 3. Iowa, 4. Although I think Iowa is looking more and more beatable. They lost to Ohio State uh, last night. Northwestern, 74. Illinois, 5. Purdue, 23. Iowa, 4. That is a fucking brutal schedule that the Badgers have to navigate. And it starts with Illinois on Saturday. One of the premier games of the weekend for sure. Illinois right now is on a three-game winning streak. They survived overtime against Indiana in what was a very fun back-and-forth game. Uh, but it, So Illinois kind of rounded into form. This game matters for the conference. And as Illinois 8-3, and three, Wisconsin 8-4, and four, there isn't really a big sort of thing that stands out to me besides the three-point defense. Illinois is dead last in the Big Ten in defending the three. Wisconsin right now is only eighth in the Big Ten per Ken Palm in three-point percentage. That said, they have guys who can shoot the three. And that can be a real issue here for Illinois. And Illinois is very good offensively, but Wisconsin does have an answer for them. Illinois also turns the ball over a lot. Wisconsin doesn't really do much of that. The only thing else to look at is Illinois' defense. Despite the three-point issues, they're really locked down in in the two-point area. The thing that would worry me, worst-case scenario for Wisconsin, would be they hit some threes early, and then they don't fall, and then they start settling. And we've seen that be a recipe for disaster for the Badgers for the last, God, five years. I've been talking about it for that, for it seems like that long. So the recipe would be that they struggle to get anything in the lane and they just start settling for threes. And some go in because Illinois' defense stinks, but others don't. And that leads to more runouts, more opportunities for the Illini. Best case scenario is they're draining threes. They get Kofi Cockburn in foul trouble. I think it's Kofi Colbert, whatever. His name is spelled like Cockburn. If your name, your last name looks like Cockburn, you're, you're Cockburn. I think it's Cokeburn or whatever. But it doesn't matter. It's late. But anyways, I think that's the, that's kind of the role you do. Uh, A.O. DeZomo has also got himself into foul trouble. He had it in Indiana. He actually fouled out in overtime. 
they can, they get AO in foul trouble again. Another guy I think that could make the very successful for the Badgers. Micah Potter, Nate Reavers, though, has to show up against Cockburn, one of the better defenders in the Big Ten. They have to come to play. They can't, you know, be quiet. You can't have a quiet Potter or Reavers day. You got to have one of them step up to the plate here. As for the team I root for, Marquette Golden Eagles, they play Creighton. Creighton just lost to Georgetown, which is kind of inexplicable. And now they come to Milwaukee likely likely a little, little bit angry. Although Creighton has struggled this year on the road. They have not been a great road team. They survived DePaul and Seton Hall. They lost to Butler on the road. They beat Connecticut. Um, in overtime, they beat Providence by two. So besides a blowout victory against St. John's way back in December, they have not been that good on the road. But Marquette has struggled. And Marquette has one of the worst defenses in the Big East. Creighton has one of the best offenses. Creighton is the best three-point shooting team. Marquette is one of the worst three-point defense teams. There isn't really an angle for Marquette to beat Creighton. It was a miracle that Marquette even hung with Creighton in the first time and then somehow won the game. I'm not expecting much. I will say, if Marquette somehow wins this game, and I'm not saying they will. They have Villanova up next after this, by the way. That's really fun. Um, and then Seton Hall, and then Butler. All three places have been just absolute terrors for Marquette to play on the road. Marquette, holy shit, Marquette's on the road here. They are playing, they will not have a home game after this until March the 6th against Xavier. That is absolutely bananas. I didn't realize that happened. I haven't, the schedule change with St. John playing St. John's on Sunday because of COVID, they moved that game up. So that's wild that we will not have, this will be Marquette's last home game for a fucking month. Um, with Villanova uh, and Seton Hall on deck, yeah, you could get it started and maybe make a case that you're a tournament team, but I I've thrown that out the window. I already said I was in the Dung Club. I meant it. Um, and I would never advise, um, I won't gamble against Marquette. I just can't do it. I moral compass. But I would tell you, go ahead. Marquette's like 11 and 1, 1 and 11, excuse me, uh, against the spread in their last 12 games. Just load up on Creighton. Why not do it? And maybe, maybe Marquette will win. Who knows? But I'm just so far out in this season. Um, I'll watch. It'll be a nice back-to-back. You have Wisconsin in Illinois at 1.30. You have the Marquette game out at 4. I'll also try to do better about that with the Wisconsin sports weekends in case you need times. 6.30 for uh, Bucks, cavs tonight and tomorrow. All right, that does it. We'll be back Monday. We will uh, talk about the Super Bowl talk about all the Wisconsin sports happenings that we just previewed. Um, and yeah, be, I'm sure there'll be other topics. Last Monday, ended up having like six or seven topics, so who knows. And Brewers apparently still interested in Justin Turner. I, I don't hate it, um, just as long as you're not giving him a ton of money. I do think, though, my dad is not in on the Justin Turner thing. So for me personally... As he being like a diehard Brewer fan, I will not hear the end of Justin Turner and his disdain for him. 
uh, early on in the season. So that leads to a lot of text messages, a lot of conversations. I do like talking to my dad about it, but the guy likes to bang the drum every now and again. All right, take care. Have a good one. Bye.